Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's the difference this week, John. Mm-hmm. This is the new uh, film in the leather faced slash chainsaw killing series. Uh, it's on Netflix. So there we are. Joining me tonight, first up from Indiana, please welcome Casey. You are muted, my friend. You weren't ready for me. I thought he was trying to be cute by just waving. Yeah. <laughs> that's been my that's been my work day all day. Casey, you're on mute. Casey, you're muted, bro. <laughs> Next up from Richmond, Virginia, please welcome Caitlin. Hello. From Manhattan, New York City, he's got his uh, 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 pandemic hair in a pandemic ponytail tonight, looking like a mm. 90s karate instructor. Please <laughs> welcome Mr. John Schnars to the show. Hi, Eric. Like you, de- you look like the villain in like a really low rent '90s movie. That's cool. That's a good like. That was the guy you wanted to hang. Like out somebody with saw Die Hard. Somebody saw so. Die Hard. And it was like, hey, we got like $50,000. Can we find like um, a, a rich looking, slightly creepy looking German guy with a ponytail? I don't know, but you need a pack of like Marlboros <laughs> rolled up in that sleeve. Well, that's like, okay, yeah, like an American Ninja Requel. And last up tonight, last up tonight, it's been much too long since this wonderful person joined us. Please welcome from the Zombie Girls, Rachel. Hi, so excited to be back. So glad to have you back. We're continuing our trend of having you review just the most dog shit movies we can find. It's very exciting. Um, it is a legendary tradition that I never want to end. I'm going to be honest, I, re- I really enjoy it because you're really smart and I like hearing your smart takes on bad movies. Wait, I actually need to know, Rachel, were you going to watch this movie anyway? I was. I yeah, was. I, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm knew a, it. I, like, I'm a glutton for punishment. I was like, as <laughs> yeah. soon as this is available, it's going to be applied directly <laughs> to my eyeballs. And I'm going to hate myself a little bit and also love it a little bit. Yeah, I get it. That's cool. <laughs> Me too, actually. So yeah. here we are. Well, let's do it. Let's jump right in here and review Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Casey, has anyone ever told you that you have a, a Gunnar Hansen-esque quality about you? No, but, uh, I mean, it's a nice change from Jerry Garcia, so <laughs> I'm okay with it. The beard, the long hair, you're tall. You could be pretty menacing. Yeah. I think you could do that. I need some more gray in my beard, I think. Yeah. Casey is not menacing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Schnorris. Do you know yes, that there's a, t- a Texas Chainsaw Massacre Atari game? Uh, I did know that actually. Yeah. Were you like you play as Leatherface and you run around with a really badly you can't. I mean, you wouldn't know what it was unless somebody told you. But you, did I mean, you have a spinning every a, a weird, <laughs> a weird like phallic spinning chainsaw thing, and you just try. It's like a side scroll, and you're like an on you know the the screen scrolls, and you're just like going with it. Yeah, and you're trying to. Kill. I was like five years too late for Atari, but obviously I played a lot of those old. Uh, I NES was games. too, but I had one because my dad gave me his, and so I played it all the time because it was the thing but, I had in my room. Well, here's my question: Did they come with like a book that told you the story? Because there was the no games did. you didn't. 
No, the games came with a little pamphlet, just like a Nintendo game. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Otherwise, you'd start playing that. He's like, what the hell is And they would explain, you know, like the arcane menus and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. And the pamphlets had to have the controls, you know, like move stick this way and push button. Dude, I'm telling you, (laughs) volleyball on the Atari 2800 is, or 2600, best game ever made. Best video game ever made. Forget about um, Link to the Past or like Half Life. It's volleyball on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Yeah, as that's you, a bold statement. As that's you play take, the as you play the game, John, and the score goes up. The you're on a beach, and the sun in the background slowly sets, and the colors of the sky change. Hmm. Did any of you guys ever play Buster Brothers? It's one of those like. No. John, yes. They they it was an arc, there was an arcade machine for it, right? Uh, I played positive. it on the Super Nintendo where you like shoot the gun and it busts little bubbles and they burst smaller and smaller. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bust a move. No, that Buster like, Brothers. Well, yeah, but I th- I think it got rebranded oh. as Bust a Move. Someone no, go to Google. Google. Yes, I have played it for sure. Someone yes. Google. No, mm. Bust a Move was Bubble Bobble. Cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm erase my Buster Brothers. <laughs> now I have to look. Maybe I didn't play it. I just played I the Bubble lying. Bobble knockoff. John, you're sounding like a real stickler here, which is exactly what I would expect from the man who brings us the word of the day every week. Mm. So with that said, with that said, please bring us the word of the day. Hey, John, how'd you come up with this week's word of the day by perchance? Well, our lovely guest, Rachel, I offered her the opportunity to come up with a word. (laughs) I was honored. <laughs> I was honored. I was you offer like someone who offers the opportunity. Would you also like my lunch money? I offered her the opportunity. <laughs> great, great deal, Rachel. Today you have the opportunity to buy me an ice cream sandwich at lunch. I, th- I was going to recommend the word responsibility <laughs> for John. <laughs> oh, guys, come on, come on, come on. Today's word, courtesy of Rachel is bifurcate that's b-i-f-u-r-c-a-t-e you sure we've never done this because i know this word and usually that's because i heard it as a word of the day <laughs> it's the only word you know i no, i looked i looked on the list and it did not come up so i'm feeling pretty good bifurcate uh the verb divide into two branches or forks mm. that's what they call it like um, when you know the like the, the like when somebody's real into tattoos and like piercings and they get their tongue like yeah, that's what they call it. Yep. I don't like that. Forked no, or think... bifurcated. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, sir, I didn't like it. Bifurcated. So the Latin bi- bifurcus means oh. two forked. Bi having two and furca a fork. Wasn't bifurcus the name of the um, nerd on Boy Meets World back in the nineties? <laughs> Possibly. It's funny because the actual oh, utensil, the fork, I didn't. I don't think was invented until like much later. I don't. I think they were talking about like things for i don't know they had it as a verb before certainly forks in the road have been around since probably as long as there have been roads john they had that would be interesting to know that it would be interesting to know that that was the first if that was the first use of fork before the implement it definitely was because the implement came much later i'm pretty sure you say that so confidently i mean I could look this up, but I'm not going to right now. He also confidently told me Buster Brothers was not the name. So. <laughs> I'm going to look up Buster Brothers. Oh, man. If it's really uh, the to confidence bubble, of I'm a mediocre white man, Schnars. Feeling pretty good. Okay. Never hit the end of it. <laughs> John, why don't you do what you're actually here for, which is tell me about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Kaylin can look it up while you're doing it so that she can burn you on the other I side. I did just, I Googled it and I have played that game, but it is not the game I was thinking of. And sorry, I'm sorry, Kaylin. Likely. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll recover. Okay, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This film should be noted. We might be able to uh, outpace the runtime of this film because it comes in at a trim. We do most weeks. Well, it's it's listed at hour twenty one. We'll see. I thought it was more like hour twenty three when I had it up on Netflix. But Either in any way, event, Chef's Kiss. I like it. Yeah. So it comes to us from director David Blue Garcia. Um, he's done a couple things. Nothing that I've seen. There was a movie called Bloodfest. He was the cinematographer on. This is his second directorial feature, but he's done uh, a bunch of things as a cinematographer. Um, the screenplay was written by a guy who this is his first screenplay, Chris Thomas Devlin. There were two people credited as the uh, as story by this guy, Fede, Fide, Alvarez, Alvar- Alvarez and then Rodo Sayagis. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing people's names. I looked. These guys wrote the screenplay for Evil Dead remake. Yeah, they did. Um, and then something now, else. They wrote it. Was, I oh, know. Don't breathe. I know it's like a technical thing, but wouldn't Hooper get a story credit on there too, or whoever wrote the original? It's, he is not. Right. Uh, yeah, he is Can based he? on characters by. Yeah. Okay. All right. One of those. Yeah. It's like a D, uh, WGA thing. So. You guys can keep me honest here, but I'm pretty sure the idea is that this is like a Halloween situation First movie where it's to a this f- movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no way. The, there's been like 15 Texas Chainsaw time. Like, there's no way you could have. Like, yeah. None of yeah, it really I, is connected. No, I mean, we talked about it a little bit at the end of last week. I mean, I've seen a ton of the Texas. I've seen more than I care to even remember. Um, I guess yeah. So they've they've basically gone back. They they're they're throwing it all out and they're saying, "Look, it's been 50 years. The plot here is that Leatherface after the original film was put into an orphanage in a town called Harlow. Is Har like is Harlow a name we should have known or I think is that that's like the town, right? Well, it's the town, but is it is that a t- is, was that the name of the town in the original? I don't remember that being. I, that's what I was trying to remember. I'm I don't. Yeah, I, don't remember. So. I'm I don't think so. But it was weird because they kept emphasizing the town name, like it was like a thing that should have mattered. So I was like, it's either a reference to something or it actually did tie back to the original. But I didn't. In any event, um, he's put into this orphanage. Now we can come back to why was what in the original film looked like an adult man. Put into an orphanage. (laughs) (laughs) What? You're right. What the? Okay. (laughs) I mean, are we sure? No, I didn't even catch the simpleton. I'm gonna be real. Put it in the email, but okay. I didn't even catch the detail about that. But presumably, he'd be the same age as Sally, who is an elder. Yes. He's he's (laughs) well. No, I mean, like the youngest he could be in this movie is like 65. Right, like if he was like 15 in the original film, he goes into the orphanage, and now he's 50 years later, he's 65. But he comes across in the original because Colleen and I were talking about this earlier tonight. He comes across in the original as like at least mid 20s, right? Well, (laughs) physically he's very large, but he he is played to be sort of of like diminished mental capacity. I mean, that's sort of like the setup. I think everybody in in that movie might have been, but (laughs) so um, in any event. So that's Leatherface. That's like what he's been up to. The main characters then are these two sisters, Melody and Lila. And then you have Dante, who Dante and Melody 
have come up with this like plan scheme. Like I'm curious, like if there's like some, is this stuff happening on the it's internet that I don't know it's about? Basically NFTs. They 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 buy they buy the whole town of Harlow. It's like a it's like a deserted Almost. town. They buy yeah. Well, we can come back to that. They buy this town and they're like auctioning the town off and trying to make it like a cool place for people to go live. It's basically like supercharged. Um, it's like yeah. What's the word? What's the word? Gentrification. It's like gentrification that happens yeah. in a day. Basically, they're just like going to try to do it all in one fell swoop. The idea with gentr I mean, we if you want to talk about okay. gentrification, I like, let's call it revitalization. Talked about John. it. How's yeah, that? well, this is a they're not really town. forcing like, anybody out. There's four people who live yeah, there. This is yeah. not a plausible situation because like there's no electricity or like working sewage in this town. I mean, so I was surprised anyway. they had cell phone coverage. Yeah, that Honestly. kind of becomes like a plot point. No, yeah, but um in any event, so they show up to this town. It turns out the town of Harlow is where this orphanage, that the only two people left in the orphanage are a racist person, we can get to that, and, and a white supremacist lady, and then um, uh, Leatherface, who's in his 60s, <laughs> but very jacked <laughs> and good at killing, very good at killing. Um and so they sort of like reawaken him. Like he wasn't thinking about killing people for the last 50 years, but now he is mm -hmm. down to kill. <laughs> DTK. DTK. Uh, DTK. <laughs> yes. um, and I mean, that's basically the plot. Like there is, there's a ton of plot in this movie. There's a ton of like character arc or character. It's funny because it's like offered in dialogue. It's not even, I don't, I'm making it sound worse than it is. Cause like, it doesn't actually become that material to the film. <laughs> You're not making but, it sound worse. No, but like, <laughs> it's sort of like they throw a bunch of shit at you that you're sort of, it doesn't really matter. And, but it is used as like characterization, character motiv motivation. And they attempt to give these characters arcs such that when they get like very brutally murdered by Leatherface, like maybe you care more. I, I don't know. There's, so, yeah, there's an attempt at some like backstory stuff, more so than maybe you'd expect. I did look just really quick because I looked at this while I was watching it. The original film and this movie have almost the exact same runtime, yeah, which I think had to be intentional. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. All right, let's jump in here. Um, Rachel, you a fan of the original or any of the sequels? And what do you think? I love the original. I have not seen most of the sequels, but the original is like a top tier for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I went into this knowing like, this is going to hurt me in the childhood and I just need to like, let that go. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to say bad things about this movie as we get further in, but I want to make it clear that I knew what I was in for when I stepped into this. <laughs> but yeah, I love, I actually rewatched the original last night to prepare for this. And uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that experience. Them together does not benefit the new one very much because that one is the definition of holding up in my opinion so what do you think of the new one oh i mean okay so positives i think from a technical standpoint this movie does actually have a lot going for it i think it looks fantastic the gore is top notch and there are a handful of visual moments in this that i think border on actually being pretty beautiful um and so i think you can't fault this how it looks. And if you're truly, if you are truly 
truly here just for <laughs> some mindless kills and a shit ton of gore, like there's going to be things here for you. You're going to have a good time. If you care about plot, story, logic, women in general, um, it's going to be a little bit tougher pill to swallow, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I had a little bit of like a dazzle camouflage for the first two acts of this movie because the pace and the the violence is so intense that I was just kind of like, you know, neurologically activated. And then <laughs> the third act happens. And that's where mm. I start getting spicy. That's so, so. interesting. OK, well, I, we'll get into it a little bit here. Um, yeah. Caitlin, mm-hmm. what do you think? I hated it. <laughs> yeah, no, sir, I don't like it. I really didn't like it. I um, I too love the original. I love the 2003 remake, and this was just really bad. I there's so many stupid little things. Like if we're gonna talk about gentrification, okay, fine. Like Candyman did it way better. We don't like we don't need a redux of it. My biggest pet peeve though is like. This there's this school shooting subplot where one of the characters was the victim of a school shooting and she was like hit, wounded, and it just makes no sense. It's so stupid. Te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't about gun deaths or guns in general. I don't know why we had it. It was a throwaway thing. It was just like trying to cash in on like, oh, this well, kid has trauma. I mean, but it's it, okay. I, you're you're not wrong. But they what they do in the movie is they basically it's like um. It's like a juxt. It's like a way to juxtapose the uh, issue of guns versus this guy. Are like, uh, uh, what do we call this guy? Like our handsome townie guy who, like, maybe he's menacing, but actually he's nice. Like he has a gun and he's southern. So it's like this clashing of worlds thing that they're trying to do. Like, I guess, but like, I don't care. Well, that's fine. You're fair. No, what I'm saying is though, <laughs> like, it just what I'm like saying it is though, there are. The plot. What I'm Such saying is that they were <laughs> they were trying to do something there. It's, I don't think it just floats. They out. were, well, yeah. They were trying. I just I don't think it did anything. And I also don't like like there's. I think John had mentioned over email. There's a thing about the Confederate flag, which I just like totally forgot because it's just so stupid. I just I really because you didn't live like, in Richmond, well, Virginia. They, no, that, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> says the guy. Says the guy who went to Duke. Um, but and then the other biggest thing is that we don't need a Laurie Strode redux. We have this like grizzled, hardened survivor, and they bring her back for what? Like she doesn't do anything hardly. I, I just I really don't care about Sally here. I don't care about any of these characters. The gore was the the bus scene is cool. There's some decent gore, but overall, I was like, I was like malignant mad after this. I was like, fuck this movie. This is stupid. <laughs> Casey. Okay, so I love the original one. I loved Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 even more. After that, 80 of the sequels and stuff they put out, I've seen them all. I didn't really care one way or the other. Um, So coming into this one, I was kind of interested and curious to see how they were going to tie this into the first one and whatnot. I was curious to see that story grow a little bit, kind of like I was with Halloween. This movie is dumb fun. And then you pay attention to anything other than the gore and Leatherface, and it kind of falls apart in a big hurry. <laughs> this movie's biggest problem is the dangling plot subplot. There are so many dangling subplots that get introduced in this movie, and nothing ever happens. There's talk of the girl's grandma who used to live in Harlow and grew sunflower seeds. 
That's all we got. <laughs> they do show that they show the sunflowers. Yeah, we saw sunflowers. That's not a connection. That's yeah. not. I, I do have to say though, as a person who really like like latches on to little inspired visual things, the dead sunflower thing, I will oh. often well, like, you know, in the fall, like early fall, walk by a dead sunflower and be like, this is like my spirit animal here. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah. so but the whole, what, the whole, the poster, the like field of dead sunflowers, like he's walking through it in the storm. There were some like nice little inspired visual yeah. touches. Here. And like Rachel is saying, one of my favorite things about this movie is it looked amazing. And there, like she said, there's parts of this movie that are downright almost beautiful that scene it's in the trailer so it's overused a lot when Leatherface first puts his mask on and pops up out of the dead sunflowers but the way that's painted and that they show that on there it's almost like a surreal painting and it's kind of magical I kind of love that moment that's the only magical thing going here though and like Caitlin said there's no characters to connect to at all I kind of like Mabel the sister and I was kind of rooting for her because she's the only one that had any kind of a little bit of development and the girl who we're supposed to be attached to i thought was downright off-putting because she was guy would i hope this isn't a bad term but she was drippy <laughs> she was just kind of like uh, uh i don't want i don't think people yeah. say that anymore but i also don't think it's bad <laughs> i think you're yeah i know i know they don't say it anymore like but i think it's thing? pretty apt description she's just kind of like oh <laughs> kind of like <laughs> me watching this movie <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, Mr. Karate Instructor, what you got? Yeah, I mean, I I would say I'm nervous about being in the position of having to defend this movie now, but uh I love it. I'll try. I will I will put forward that everything everyone said is is true. Um I also Casey thought that the the woman who plays Lila, so that's Elsie Fisher, who was in this movie Eighth Grade. I don't know if y'all seen it. This movie Eighth Grade is like a fantastic. It's the I think Bo Burnham directed. I think. Oh yeah, right? yeah. That was um, like his project. I think. Yeah, and she's like amazing in that movie, and like it's it's not the right fit. Like she's just not yeah. good in this at any level, um, and it, it's really hard because she is asked to like carry sort of the emotional center. She's the like shooting victim. And like, I totally agree that that plot line does not work. I like Eric. I like understand at least what they were trying. Like they wanted to give her something to like overcome. And this is, we should, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. Like the beauty of the original film is there's no fucking backstory. Like they're not fucking around with like, what are these kids doing in Texas? It's like, which to be, I mean, at the time was very revolutionary for it just to be about you know, yeah. the killing. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And you know, it, it works. It still works. Like to, to Rachel's point, I haven't seen it. It's probably been like five years since I watched it, but, um, I've seen it 10 times. Mm-hmm. It's like one of my favorites. Um, and it does work. And like this movie doesn't understand that lesson. So it gives everybody a backstory. It gives everybody like a character arc and some like it's just too much. I would also agree. I think Casey said Melody is like the older sister. She's the only like real character that you can connect to. She's like the the most charismatic and like kind of bringing the most. I like Dante, the the like other friend, but he he is in the film for less front time. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I mean, so it's it's really wonky. The whole thing is wonky. It's funny because when I was we were going through like the 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 way the script like these two guys who have had a lot of success with the Don't Breathe series and then um, uh, they did the Evil Dead 
uh, script. Like, I think the kernel of the idea, if you're like trying to go an angle, like the Halloween reboot angle or requel or whatever the fuck we, I hate that word, but well, we can use it. Um, it's at least like a viable path here, but then they like overwrote the screenplay for something that did not need to be this overwritten. Um, I would have stretched the bus sequence out longer by like having some kids run off the bus and then Leatherface is chasing them around town. Like they could have stretched it out and, and like built in more kind of kills to me, the best scene in the movie. And like, again, so I, I ended up enjoying this because it is like pretty breezy there's a lot of gore. It was like way, way gorier than I was expecting. The the scene where he kills the cop, Leatherface, or not the cop, or I guess it is a cop in the back of the ambulance. Whew. Whew. That was that was yeah. like malignant level, like ninja skills <laughs> with gore. And then but the best scene in the whole movie, I would I would argue, is the first like sort of kill scene of uh Ruth is the character's name, the blonde girl. So she's like sitting in the front seat of this car or of this ambulance. There's been an accident. She like they're doing all of this stuff with the cameras. Are like, where's Leatherface? He's like in the these these sunflowers. And I was like, wow, this scene is like really well put together. <laughs> like, you don't you don't you don't know anything about her as a character. It does not matter. You're like still anxious, and it's it's creating sort of a lot of tension. And it was really well done. And from there, there's not another kill sequence or or sort of like set of actions that drive that much tension for the rest of the film. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of like kind of crazy kill set pieces and like gore, but other, you know, so for me, it was like a fun watch. I like the series. I'm kind of like in for any Texas chainsaw movie, even though like really bad ones. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is like a great movie. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm pretty, I'm pretty in your camp, John. I think it's like a bad fun watch. I mean, it's, there's, there's parts of this movie that are, very bad that I'd like to talk about. Eric, you said you were like asleep at the end. Yeah, no, it, but it was breezy. Like literally this movie ended. <laughs> he sleeps through a lot. Literally though, so. this movie ended <laughs> and it was choice. like, this movie ended and it was like, whew, just like in one ear and out the other. Like I literally, um, no, no, what happened was at the very, very end it was late and I was starting to get sleepy and then that last jump scare like almost tossed me out of bed. Like I was... <laughs> It got me so good, and I was like, hey, you, all right, I'll give you that one. Um, but no, I, honestly, the this, this stuff that fascinates me about this movie more than anything in the movie itself is like, John, you're not on the internet, but people have been losing their ever-loving minds about this movie, and I find it kind of fascinating. I think- Like, which people? Like, I- People are either, there's just two, there's people who are very, very angry about this movie and being bad. And then I think there's people, then you get, it's the internet, right? So there's like the cycle. Then there's people who are like, let people enjoy things or like, it's not supposed to be taken seriously, which I don't care if you think that, but to like enter into the fray and think you're going to like, everybody's sorted out here. Okay. Let's just calm down. <laughs> like to think you're going to have an effect on this is just funny to me. This any minute. <laughs> right. But I'm just, I found it kind of fascinating. And I think that the filmmakers kind of screwed themselves here. Like these people clearly saw Halloween 2018 and we're like, somebody busted out a calculator and we're like, yo, how old is this Sally lady? Like, (laughs) okay, she'd be 90, but what if we retcon it to like 75? Like, okay, how old would Leatherface be? Like, I mean, he would definitely be an AARP, but like people, people are cool with Michael Myers. And here's the thing. I'm, I love the, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre to me is like, I have these movies that are like, 
If you ask me if they're my favorite, I don't know that I would list them in a, I'd probably listen to top 10, but a top five, maybe not. But for me, there's like a horror Mount Rushmore that is like, here are the films that have kind of built the backbone of the modern horror movie. And it's like Exorcist, TCM, um, The Shining, and then Halloween. Like Halloween almost becomes like Psycho. If you want to take off Halloween and say it's too modern, like then Psycho goes in there, right? So then like, here's your kind of back. Like it is, to me, it is like, if you're a horror fan, I think TCM almost in a weird, the way that nerd culture has weirdly morphed into religion I think that like TCM would be a chapter in your horror Bible, right? So like it is a movie that even if it's not your favorite, I think it is revered by a lot of people and understandably so. What gets lost in the turning of time and like revisionist history is that like it's really just, I don't want to say just, it's a trashy exploitation movie made for like 50 bucks there that's very rough around the edges it does not hold up to any kind of modern movie. Any The movie standards we go by now, like reviewing movies, we would tear this thing apart, the original. It's a different time. It doesn't matter. Mm. My what, what my point is, is it's a very revered film that was a cultural moment. Like you're talking about a time when really edgy, trashy movies were like taking American like consciousness by storm. This is a time when like couples would were going out to porn theaters to see, to, to see like, crap like deep throat and stuff like that right because it was like this is kind of where america was simpler times i think the filmmakers (laughs) this movie isn't good this movie isn't good and none of the texas like none of the modern ones have been very good the remake was decent for its time it was actually really good for its time when you compare it to other remakes i don't know how it ages you could debate it with a lot of that platinum dune like it's all the same color stuff but um but, you know, when you go all the way back, Texas Chainsaw 2 is a real weird, fascinating movie. The third one. I love it. Third <laughs> one. Classic, yeah. Third Come one on. is not much, but it's a, it slots in nicely with late 80s slashers. Like, there's there's all kinds of quirky, weird things to like in the pantheon. Where the filmmakers bite themselves here is, like, they weren't really honest with themselves. And by that, I mean, they were just making a new, trashy Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. But by going, like, this is the one where the first movie is canon and this is the sequel. Like people think they're getting Halloween 2018 and like, they're not like they're getting Halloween. Do you know what's so interesting is like (laughs) four months ago, like four or five months ago, um, the Blum, Mr. Blum house was tweeting really cryptically about like, there's this like famous horror property that we were this close to getting that we didn't. And I don't think like, we knew he's like basically it was a little humble brag, but it was basically like I don't I think if they do what they seem to be they're gonna do with it, that it's gonna not gonna go well for them. And now I'm like convinced this was it. It's either this or Friday the thirteenth. Um, I like that. Cause of course, like you know Blum was at least in the discussion for like if these rights were being up for being rented to someone, you know he's in the discussion. So I think Do you think it was the line one move and you're canceled, bro, <laughs> that that took him out? Justin I kinda so, liked that sequence. I like it. Listen, too. take that, that dude got okay. fucking like put on the ceiling. Yes. If you take if you take that line out, which whatever, listen, we we all we all like a lot of movies with cheesy lines. You take that line out, that bus scene is fire. <laughs> like yeah, the that, bus scene is really cool. I'm real just I, hard hold on. Uh, 
I like that dude got ho- hoisted on a chainsaw. Yeah. Like that's what so you here's want my to deal. happen to a dude yeah, who says so, something dumb like that. Here's my deal. That, I'm really, I thought that was a great setup for a joke, though. He says that, and then everybody raises their phones up. I got a good I, laugh yeah. out of it. I'm much more fascinated. <laughs> that was in the trailer. I'm much more fascinated yeah. with like um, just uh, the discussion around this and anything else. But uh, it's not very good. I actually, you know, it's funny, Rachel. I found the first two acts like real boring, and then the third act, I was like, well, finally, it's a movie. Like it's a horror movie. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> this whole story. I know, like. Teen stories, are they bad because we're all like in our 30s and 40s now? Is that, we just don't care? It's cheesy. I, that I'm, hurts my feelings because it's accurate. I'm a little fascinated <laughs> by, I'm a little fascinated by watching millennials try to write Gen Z now, which is what we're seeing. And like, this looks to me like, cause millennials like, you know, uh, boomers like to use millennial as shorthand for young people. Like we're old, bro. Like we're like 20 years away from AARP ourselves. So now millennial screenwriters are looking back and being like, what is this like? Uh, <laughs> it's like an NFT. Twenty thing, years, or like we're doing this. So, I found their like real awkward attempts at working in some like like. There's a lot of talk about trauma and therapy, right? And but not in any kind of nuanced way. Don't get me wrong. And the the gun thing is not done in a nuanced way. Although to me, in a movie that I found pretty boring, I at least found that character and what they were doing with her just interesting. Like I wouldn't say good. It, I found it interesting. Wait, which character? The are you character, the, I, the, the girl dude. who had been oh. in the shooting and then was like sort of, she's pretty integral to the finish of the movie, right? She's just not good at acting in this, this movie. movie <laughs> honestly, I thought she was fine, but I also don't think I've seen that other thing you're talking about. I haven't seen it. Hey, so I haven't like, I have nothing to compare it to the whole Sally, the Sally thing. This lady doesn't say a word for like an hour. This actress. She's not in the movie. This actress. They, literally, she's in the movie for like 10 minutes. She's fine. Like, but it's just silly. She's pretty old, even like by like Jamie Lee Curtis, Halloween 28 standards, which there's plenty of old guys in horror movies, but it's just, so is Leatherface. Like this yeah. movie is like 50 years old. So to do this, it like, you're almost reaching parody levels. I feel like to do this the way they did it. Um, I'm sure Rachel has a lot of super, smart thoughts on the way well, they did this i saw somebody smart, tweet today just angry i saw I somebody know. tweet today um like you know what i get it this has been an interesting way to to reboot these series like halloween included but like now we're almost getting to the point where all these slasher heroines it's like their lives are completely controlled by what they experience and you're almost like went hard too hard in the other direction in a way like this person was just sick of all of it well, they even um, which makes me appreciate the, Nev Campbell and her workout outfit and her like little stroller and just doing it. Her baby. Spoiler life. alert for the people who haven't seen Scream yet. So anyway, I, it, real yeah, quick, I, know, real quick, I would just say, I think this movie is bad. I think there's a lot to delve into as to why it's bad. For some reason, I wasn't upset with it because I was not expecting much from it. I also think making it like a Netflix event feeling kind of thing, as weird as it sounds, when you drop a movie like that on Netflix, it feels like it might be an event. And then you mm-hmm. get like a Cloverfield syndrome where you watch that movie and you're like, oh, like so, I'm so excited my own, about just that. to on that really quick, the thing like that's why I was so surprised by the gore because when I think of Netflix, I'm like, this is going to be some like anodyne, you know, BS like warmed, you know, warmed over horror, and then the like gore starts flying. I was like, oh, okay, they're not messing around. This is okay. So yeah, but yeah, I think. I think the gore, I don't know if we're giving too much credit to the gore. Like, it's good, but I also feel like I've seen it a lot in 
plenty well, was, of other movies. It was, but we don't yeah, see it I mean, a lot. Yes, Caitlin, I've movies. seen a lot of movies with Corey. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, it's very. I, uh, I, I it's guess, very, it's like, very I don't beautiful. know. I feel like it's my very... expectation was like no gore because I feel like horror movies on oh, Texas Netflix. Chainsaw? Yeah, but it's Netflix, so I was the like, oh, not, are they gonna like the original is not super sanitizes. gory? The original is violent. But no, it's no, not it's not. Yeah. It's I mean, all it was, like that was know, a, so probably a money restraint, if your, anything. And it yeah, was it's like, left to your imagination. Pre Tom, sorry, Caitlin. I there's something else you wanted to get into. I think. Well, I, I did. Eric was talking about sort of this, like le- reaching the parody level, having these final girls come back, and I, it's just so annoying because they essentially just steal the dialogue from Laurie Strode for 2018 Halloween. It's like she's like, "Don't run. He'll be with you forever. Face it." And it's like, God damn it! Like, come up with something different. Like. I don't know, yeah. like her whole character arc is like she's slaughtering pigs and like on high alert all the time. <laughs> Just like Jamie Lee Curtis is like shooting mannequins and on high alert all the time. And it's like, bro, all she does the in the fuck? all she does in the first she, hour is take a phone call and get in her car. She's a deputy in this, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's a text she's a, a, a ranger. ranger. Yeah. yeah. Is she Which still is like, a ranger though? <laughs> yeah. Can I say <laughs> can I say one thing I really enjoyed in this movie? Leatherface's penchant for hiding in shadows and then Kool-Aid man running at people with his chainsaw. That was brilliant. And I love it. Yeah. It's a signature move. Also, yeah. um, I, I think he's probably been doing some like real good mobility workouts to be his age and be able to sprint. Like yeah. That. Yes. Cause if I sprinted you know, like that, I'd be hurting my hamstrings or something. My hands. Yeah. I, 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 so, I, I respect I, this more. If there was a little more like uh, my hip dialogue. <laughs> like leather, Leatherface has been hitting the, uh, the old gym in his, in his spare time. I saw I would, a great complaint in the comments on Facebook today with people talking about Leatherface. And so if you and I agree with them, if you want to convince us that Leatherface has been in hiding in this orphanage for 50 years since the original movie and been hiding out, whatnot. Cool. Don't show us that he's like my age because they show his face in that one scene early on and he looks like he's my age. <laughs> or you know what? Or just act like you don't care. Yeah. The problem is that there's a disparity between his age and Sally's age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kaylin, what were you going to say? The fact that he gets the chainsaw. Well, I, I did like this scene of him like breaking the walls apart to get to the chainsaw hidden in them. It just starts. Like, <laughs> like oh, it takes a tugging. It but looks it new. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, no. For me, the movie so takes weight. And I think one. part of my issue with the first two acts is I think the movie takes. Now, the original film gets going really quick. The original film turns into a massacre that doesn't let up. 20 minutes in. I think it's part of that. Why that film became so legendary is that it doesn't let up. It's not like a regular movie where you get like this, where you get two acts of like some people dying and then everybody's like that movie just goes off. And then it's like, there's a what 20 minute scene or something for running through the woods and screaming her. And then she's in a <laughs> dinner scene. That's part of what the deal with that movie is, is that it's like unrelenting and it's, it traumatizes yeah. you to watch it. This movie, right. it just takes way too long. Like the bus scene is awesome, but it happens like pretty deep in the movie. I mean, not that, that you, yeah. it's all downhill from there. So I guess you don't want to do that too soon, but it is like, it is funny though, that uh, no one's ready for it. It's not like everyone knows they're in a Texas chainsaw massacre. They're just like partying up on this, in this stupid neon bus. <laughs> Especially <laughs> considering it was like clearly in pop culture in this world where yeah. there was like, we opened with like the true crime. Of right. So like when he steps on the bus Texas. with a chainsaw, right. Like you'd think they'd be like, Hmm, this looks familiar. That was new. So, <laughs> that was new voiceover by John Larroquette, right? Yes, yes. I, sound, I did. I did actually appreciate good. Larroquette. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I want to go back to your comment about the the Gen X 
I the energy in this movie and the like politics of this movie to me felt so okay boomer like it felt like a fox <laughs> jumble but um, that's what I mean by millennials writing Gen Z like we're now out of whatever pop culture is, that is, that and, what trying, it is? and we're trying rude. to like yeah we're trying to write this is like early 20 year olds culture I'm not an early 20 year old are you Rachel <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> but that, but that's the thing that now society, like that stuff is changing every couple of years now. Like you age out of it very fast now. I just feel like they, it's, it's wild that they have such a strange take on things that should be in their zeitgeist, like talking about gentrification and trauma. And instead we get like basically like you know the only thing that stops a you know bad guy with a chainsaw is a good guy with a gun kind of you know energy <laughs> well they I, they 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 go out of their way to have all that stuff in there but they really don't commit to it the way like a candy man does like the a candy yeah. man makes it about the whole the whole movie about it yeah whereas this yes. is more it's window dressing and i'd say it's uh, exactly i'd say it's more saying. window dressing than maybe you would normally get which is why it almost is the point where you're like, okay, are we going to do something well, with it? Well, it, but that's pointed. what I mean. Like, it's like if there's window dressing and there's Candyman, this went between it to where you're almost getting, you're like, okay, is, he, are we, is this going to I, I also something? found it, I found it confusing. Like, Rachel, I, I agree. Like, there's, A, there's too much of it, but it also wasn't like a coherent, like, this isn't like a right-wing film. I didn't, I mean, right. that was not my oh. takeaway. Like, mm. it definitely, like, it tried was trying to have it both ways, is what I felt. Yeah, like. exactly. There was That's the like, too. there was the like, you know, guns. Like, look at these libs, like scared of guns, like bunch of losers. And then, but there was also like, I, I don't know. I felt like, you know, the stuff with the Confederate flag and like the way that the the woman yeah. who runs the orphanage is coded in this is like, or Mabel at the gas station. Negative. Did he you feel something? He has to have you know be packing to go to the gas station. That was pretty eye rolly too. Yeah, I mean, didn't feel like they were trying to say anything about anything. They just wanted to cash in on like hot like button issues. They were like, okay, yeah. school shooting, got it. Confederate flag, yeah, got yeah. it. Gentrification, yeah. got it. Annoying uh, hipster Gen Z people coming into like have a music party in this like downtown revitalized bullshit. Well, got it. A party very, bus, got it. I it's mean, just like, is it, I know, is not it just still gentrification if it's a ghost town? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's not. No. It, it's not gentrification here, but it is like, but I feel like they're trying to cash in on all these like little moments that amount to nothing. Yeah. Aren't they no, all I really, that's right. aren't the young people all really the villains? Exactly. And that's my point is I feel like even though there is kind of a little bit of a nod to both sidism, ultimately you come away from thinking that the teens are kind of the villain of the piece and you find yourself rooting for, you know, the wronged white supremacist and his and her murderous son are kind of who you end up cheering <laughs> on at the end. So like you get the satisfaction. It, you can feel smug about watching the like violent murder of people of color and women, well, the which is, you know, like you, it's the horror the genre. Closest you but get I to think it. the movie, like, especially because of the addition of Sally Hardesty is in some ways in dialogue with two, with Halloween 2018 and a very particular part of the audience that was like, mm, Halloween is too woke. And I think the fact that they cribbed that idea and that they coincidentally ended up with the same twist of like essentially telling the final girl, we're going to bring you back in order to tell you that you and your trauma don't actually matter. Stay in your place, bitch. Like that is the mm -hmm. energy of both of these movies to me. Mm. That was too smart yeah. for me. I'm going to have to see some <laughs> tweets after this. I, I feel like I just purged something. Good. I'm <laughs> glad. I mean, 
I guess like there was never a point where I was like, oh, these teens are like bad. Like I, I like there was never a point where I felt like I was being asked or told to root for Leatherface. Like, yeah, I think it's the part where they're like, we killed her. No, but we what killed about, her. Right. It's it's that whole thing with the deed and like. Yeah. If anything, though, like I was like, why is this girl so hung up on that woman who was like clearly insane? And like I like. The I would have fact been like, I'm she's... so glad she didn't touch me when they were driving well, <laughs> No, but like, Rachel, you referenced an email when, like, she says, like, it, it's not, whatever, it's not the, like, it's not it's racism, not it's racist. my culture. It's my, her- it's my heritage, yeah, yeah which is that argument like, we hear all the time. But, and I think, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but, like, anyone who says that, it's like, yo, you're racist. Like, that's the thing racist people say. <laughs> so, like, right. there was never a point where I, like, felt bad for that woman. Like, yes, it was a trigger for Leatherface or it, it at least was like a justification for Leatherface to start killing people. And like, they do need to make it so that like, you're not like, Oh my God, like this is the worst tragedy I've ever seen in my life while you're watching it. But the but, characters like, do feel bad because like they text each other, like the old lady died. Oh my God. And then the melody characters, like we killed her, but we killed her. And there's so it, much ownership there. Well, my, my, I guess my point is like, I didn't read that as like, I was, thinking that they were actually bad like they it was an accident like they didn't actually try to kill her like it was like a whether or not dante was like knowingly doing something wrong is like an open question i mean but like melody definitely wasn't she felt super duper guilty and if anything i was like you're feeling a little too guilty here like you gotta move on because like (laughs) this is like that lady was fucking out to you know the closest they ever get to a message honestly is like when the the way that the the one girl the shooting survivor like sort of bonds with the townie guy a little bit and he's sort of like recognizing what she went through and she's like she picks up the gun it's like there's not much to it like it's not you know yeah i i yeah i um but i think rachel the point you made about the the way that they're like (laughs) whether or not this is the like anti-woke version of (laughs) 2018 like that's an interesting point like i hadn't thought about it as much and like I guess the point I had made over email is like, I don't think of Sally as like this. Like, like She's not iconic in the same way that Laurie Strode is. And like, she also well, doesn't know. She hasn't been in we 20 don't, movies. And like, we don't know anything about Sally Hardesty. Like it, we yeah. only know what was told to us in this film. Her brother was Franklin. The whole thing with the photo and she's saying her name's like, okay, lady, I get it. The photo also was silly. burned it in the first movie. I'm like, continuity yeah. error. No, but I mean, here's the thing is, I don't oh, think uh, that, the hitchhiker lights it on ultimate. fire in the car right the hitchhiker mm-hmm. lights it on fire is that what you're talking about yeah yeah Yeah, he burns the picture but oh it's fine whatever we're, was we're her, recounting a was lot her of things photo was it singed at least no i don't think so son of a bitch i, I do think that sally that is iconic about. like that scene but it's iconic to us in our universe not to the it's sally not. in that universe i guess because her like laughing escaping in that truck bed is like iconic final girl stuff to me but the thing is like it just doesn't i don't know are are we allowed to get into spoilers yet yeah yeah sorry my point was more she's not a character like laurie strode's a character like no no they're partially it's because there's been multiple movies like there's a lot of movies well and and they 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 did all the sequels without including her at all either so i mean also jamie lee curtis is like a jamie lee curtis is like a public figure that people love that adds to the mythos of the character and like all that yeah but like they bring sally back to kill her like it like yeah 
I, like boring. She's the original, <laughs> the original final girl. She, yeah. she, she, this came out before Black Christmas. It was unless you count like Marion Crane. She's the OG final girl, and so they decided to bring her back. You're right. In order just this to kill wasn't her. the uh, and the like way that they kill in. her. Like yeah. they he essentially fucks her to death with a chainsaw. You yeah, know, that's a lot. Like, there I'm wasn't like, this wasn't the actress, got it, right? Got now it. I gotta watch that scene again. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't the actual <laughs> actress, right? <laughs> Was that, uh, this was not the actual actress who played Sally, right? No, she would have been considerably like older. Years ago, I, I think. Yeah, like, I got an you know important funny? Sally question. She's like short, but and I'm short. I can say this. So, like, I I don't know if they that did that. I don't know if they did that to draw. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they did that to draw like a contrast to. Like she, this actress looks very short, and I don't know if they did that to draw a contrast to Leatherface. But when they're standing next to each other, all it does is make her look even shorter. There's like one scene that must have been the lens they used or something, and I was like, "Is this lady five foot tall? Like, oh my lord! Like, can <laughs> I kill Leatherface? Tall ladies, yeah, <laughs> Sally. I think I got a chance here. <laughs> okay, important Sally question. They cut back to her when she gets the phone call. Yada yada yada. Leatherface is back. Was she living in Leatherface's old house? And if we're getting into spoiler territory, I don't think she was. All right, we're gonna call this spoiler drop. Did anybody watch the post credits? I did. No, what happened? It looked like the same house. They go back. He goes back to (laughs) the house. The house, but it looked like Sally's house. (sighs) They look the same. Maybe everything in Harlow kind of looks like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I just like for me, it just felt cheap that they brought her back to cash in on this like hell yeah final girl psych and i'm gonna kill her <laughs> like right no but i so i think eric might be right in that this movie might have been done and like they might have had a full script for this and then they were like oh fuck we should have sally back yo y'all seen that halloween like, 2018 it doesn't feel organic like there's no part of this where you're like it, where she's an integral part of the plot of the film no, yeah. it just somebody not at was all. like somebody was like uh let's make some some blum money here they were like, we gotta do the anti-woke I think, it, I think it's time to. It's I just think, so shitty. I think yeah, this movie. Like, I, I don't disagree. I, I think this yeah. movie should officially mark, perhaps, a changing of our understanding of like what it means to go to Netflix. Like, if you're going to yeah. HBO, you're going to maybe even Prime. Maybe we're still talking like decent little movie that's getting a, a cool online premiere. If we're like a horror movie like this going to Netflix, it might be time to just go with a little bit of like uh, a yeah. perspective because this is I already because you know what this feels because this feels like a movie. This feels like a movie intended for theaters, and then somebody was afraid it was going to bomb, and so they tried to cut a deal with Netflix. That's, that's what, what happened. Yeah, like. that's that, that is what, what it looks like. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. that's literally what happened with this movie. So here's another <laughs> yeah. an, an interesting thing too that I just. Um, about the original movie that I wanted to bring up. Casey, are you going to say something? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, basically, I, I read a book about this movie, the, the original movie, a long time ago. Um, and there was this, a big thing was, met, was made about how the original film was financed with um, mob money. And it actually caused like a legal tie-up with the rights to the movie for a long time. Uh, but basically, let's see, they were looking for distribution, uh, nobody in Hollywood would back it because it was already notorious even before it came out. Um, so what they did was they, uh, let's see, they went with a company called Bryanston Films. Uh, they would manage to get distribution. It turns out that Bryanston was affiliated with the mob and operated by Louis Butchie Periano of New York's Colombo crime family. 
Bryanson's accounting practices were about what one would expect and effectively cheated TCM's cast and crew out of millions in profits. Like, I don't think Toby Hooper made any money from that movie. As well as the investors who had put money in, put in the money that Hooper needed to complete the film. Needless to say, this wasn't appreciated. The aggrieved party sued Bryanson for what they were rightfully owed. Nobody ended up sleeping with the fishes as Periano ended up going down for his role in distributing the controversial but legendary 1970s porn film Deep Throat and the lost case over TCM's profits. When New Line Cinema purchased the film's rights from the crumbling Bryanston, they agreed to settle up with the cast and crew as part of the deal. So New Line made those 80s sequels. New Line made two, three, and four, which was the Renee Zellweger one. I don't think there was a five of that lineage, right? And then I it went, was the new beginning. Isn't that what that was that's called? That's four, I believe. And then it yeah. went away until Platinum Dunes remade it. Then Platinum Dunes made like two or three of those. Then there were like a couple of these one recent one-offs. Like there was the one that we did with Alexandria Daddario that was like a modern day one. Yeah. And then there was another one that we didn't do that was like a, maybe a prequel like the beginning. no well we did the was texas change all that was the 3d one with alexandra daddario and then there was another one after that that i don't think we did yeah another you're right because they they tried to do yeah. his origin or something so mm-hmm. it's just been a map a mess but it but you know i don't know yeah they've Stephen also Dorf. never that's the thing they've never been box office smashes like the halloween movies were like halloween one two uh four and five all made boatloads of money for Mustafa so Akkad. And, and I did look that that Texas Chainsaw 2003. That was the Jessica Biel one. That made 80 million domestic. That would have been the one. And it was like it basically made 110 million on a nine million dollar budget. Like that's it's doing no. okay. I mean, I think, it's, 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 I think that right? movie's the reason why we keep getting them. I mean, that was one that well, it still yeah, had. Probably. You know. No, I think we still get them because of the legacy of Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. <laughs> true yeah it is fun i always enjoy like those movies as as fun bad movies are getting a lot of reconsideration uh i'll always go to bat for the second one i think we might have done the oh second yeah, one yeah the we show did, we've done two ago. and we did four on the show um did we i don't yeah the second one's four. amazing yeah i'm almost positive that. unless i watched it on my own which is no I'm, pos- I'm pretty positive we did too yeah well uh caitlin's um wearing a full body blanket at this point so it might be time to wrap up <laughs> Um, would you recommend Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Rachel? With the caveat of like, this is going to be dumb as dirt. Um, it's for, I think horror fans should just, you know, it's 72 minutes. Have at it. (laughs) I mean, wow. That's more of an endorsement than I was expecting. Casey. (laughs) I mean, I've, I've, I was able, I've been holding on to a lot of anger that is now out of my body and I'm feeling a little more Zen about everything. You purged your trauma. I like it. Mm -hmm. Casey. I'm going to say yes. Watch it for Leatherface and the gore. Don't worry about the plot. Very nice. Caitlin. No. (laughs) That needed like, that needed like a wah, wah, wah. John. I'll say yes. I'll say yes if you feel like you want to know what all the dumb internet discourse has been about. And there's the, the bus scene, well, real good. Real good. Um, okay. That's going to do it for Text Chainsaw Massacre. Caitlin, you're going to hate this, but we haven't seen enough Damn. movies this year, so let's let's pull my best of list for the other side. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's okay, because I keep this list up, and I'm always like, gotta fill the list up. Yeah, well, let's do that uh, as, soon as, 10, as soon as we uh, come back on the other side. She was the prom queen. 
but couldn't handle the heat of the moment. Now she's back, and she's still burning mad. Sometimes bad girls have all the fun. Say hello, Mary Lou. It's prom night too. Next. Hello, creeps. It's John Kissier. The voice of the Crypt Keeper. And I'm a friend of bloodygoodhorror.com. <laughs> Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. And we are back. It's mostly Keelan because I enjoy the process of like filling the list up and then individually whittling things out. I do like having it up and, and getting things in there. And we only have one in there so far. Now, right now you have Scream as your number one and then nine blank spaces below it. Let's throw this at number 10. Hell yeah. Interesting. Hell yeah. <laughs> Interesting strategy. <laughs> now, John, we just got to fill the gap. That's all. That's a business there you terminology. Go. You know? Sports Sport. to the middle. Sports. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Is the email address? What did I do? Wait a second. Oh no. I don't think I pulled emails. All right, let me look quick. Stand by. Eric, god damn it, we waited. Okay, so I wanted to shout out Robale. Give me, gave me like an incredibly thoughtful email about what is okay and what is not okay to show kids. Because there was a there was oh, some yeah. discussion on uh, if horror wise, there was some discussion on. Uh, on our like social media last week. But um, I think as John, you and I were saying last week, we didn't think gremlins was appropriate. Yeah. Mainly because I want my child to go to sleep. Like here's the thing. Nothing scares me more than something's going to keep my kid awake. So, <laughs> so like I'm, that's always a calculation. So like, sure. Will they be alive if I show them gremlins? Yes. Could it ruin my night? Big potential there. <laughs> So, um, but anyway, this email is way too long, and I told him that, and I gave him the chance to, to cut it down and send it back. So there we go. Love you, buddy. Um, and then Caitlin Kissimmee sent me something. I'm going to open up right now. This could play on the show. I hope it's Wait, so he's he's working on cutting it down, or he already cut it down? You you built that up, and I was like, all right. I'm oh, no, I just him emailed back. him back. Also, uh, I got to say, this is only doing it for me, not you guys. Caitlin and Kissimmee sent me a, a hoof, um, well, it's not really hoof trimming. They're like burning the hoof. Remember we were talking about this a couple weeks ago? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. She sent me horse videos. Thanks, Caitlin. Nice. <laughs> That's why you're the best. All right. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Not a lot going on this week, but um, what do we have on the Twitter machine? 
All righty. On Twitter, we got the hashtag AskBGH. You ask, we answer. First up, we have one from at Electric Wolf. What's the most gruesome kill in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series? The most gruesome kill in the t- there is a kill in the third one um, that was highly edited. I think it's I think it's like Leatherface at the end. He like comes up out of a body of water at some point and just straight up cuts somebody all the way down the body in half in like a very very gruesome like they got cut by the MPAA that I think that might be it. Oh, I forgot to talk about the water puddle. Also, we watched like in the second one you watch like a whole person get skinned and it's by it was a Tom Savini effect. I, it's real messed yeah. up. Yeah. That was a good one. So the yeah. the death in this movie where he's pounding the guy the the gun-toting uh, car bros head pretty gruesome. Like that was yeah, it's probably a couple shots. That, like there was a couple. It's very you know, images in there I could have done without. Kalen, don't get mad at me. It's very gory. <laughs> Yo, I've seen gorier stuff, bro. <laughs> Is that how I sound? <laughs> Kalen, don't call me a wuss. Okay, I'm confused. <laughs> this movie quitting the show. <laughs> talk about how that guy had this auto shop in this town. Like, what was his job? Whose cars was he fixing? He just like <laughs> walked around with that gun, shooting feral hogs. Apparently, I don't. That was yeah. right. The feral hogs. He lived there though, because he had the loft with a bed, and the sister was like, "Did you think I fucked him?" Yeah, <laughs> it was really awkward. <laughs> it was super awkward. All right. Next uh, up, we have a succinct question from uh, at Erie, Erie, sorry, at Erie, Arizona. Just got finished watching Titan based on y'all's glowing recommendation. Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> correct. That's a correct take. I'm not sure if I would say I was it's glowing fine. during that review, but I did probably. It was, it was number one on Warrior, our... bro. Kalen's <laughs> 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 our. Uh, it, John? Uh, that was good. Kalen's our good. hardcore <laughs> horror correspondent. <laughs> Next up, we got a good one from. Uh, that I'm going to guess is for Rachel from at oh the last girl. Oh God, here we go. What's it going to be? I already confessed to Putin last time. What are they doing to me this time? If you were going on a first date, would you rather let him eat beans off of you or have him chew in your ear? <laughs> I choose death. Is death an option? Man, beans. That's a rough one. Yeah. I don't like the chewing sound in the ear. Mm. That's gross. No, I'm notorious for yeah. having like raging misophonia, so she's being a total troll. So yes, I choose death. <laughs> what is misophonia? That's like specific sounds or like really Yeah, like they specifically cause, chewing? Like, induce a physiological yeah. and uh, emotional reaction in K- aka rage instant rage. Gotcha. <laughs> I can't do I can't do eating noises. I used to have a similar thing with my last job. They would like I was in a kind of open office and the interns would sit next to me, like, you know, six feet away, but still. And two things sent me into a rage. One was hearing them breathe, and two was oh, hearing yeah. them, hearing them on their stupid little texting machines, texting their dumb friends all day. It's like, <laughs> like that little, okay, it's like this. It's like, <laughs> it's like this would drive me Tapping. insane. Wait, Rachel, do you have a beans thing too? Or is yeah, that... I'm okay. very anti-legume. I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Not good I mean, for you, your, can, you uh... can tip me with an edamame, perhaps, but they're not anything good... no, like north on the legume scale of that, I'm, I'm out. They're not good for your stomach, anyway. So, there you go. yeah. Eric and I talked about that on Twitter today. <laughs> 
That's right. And that is that is the reason, not because they're disgusting sacks of mushy goo. It's for health. <laughs> Kate and I were bonding on Twitter today over our both of our inabilities to properly digest peanuts. Team Tommy mm. Trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Next up, our own friend of the show at Final Girl Scout. Anyone have any fun plans coming up? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I this is a knowing question from her. This is our friend Elizabeth. I'm going to Florida tomorrow. I I was talking about that on the pre-show. So what are you doing? In Florida? I don't think that's what she was hinting at. But <laughs> yeah, was it? I, I you know. <laughs> otherwise, no. Yes, John. How's your I, Florida trip going? How's that going to go? Why is Eric blushing? <laughs> <laughs> he really is. I am actually. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, it's worse. I'm going to Seattle myself next week, so that'll be fun. Nice. I've never been to Seattle. That sounds fun. Me either. I get to play trophy husband. I've never been to Rachel's whole that whole coast. None of none of Yes. Come come over to the west side. We have such sights <laughs> to show you. I get the sneaking suspicion like I might be too high strung for West Coast people. Based yeah, on media. we'll take you out to the coast. You'll be the high strong one. They'll be like, ooh, East Coaster. Who's <laughs> always like, come to LA, we can get dim sum. And I'm like, we have dim sum on the East yeah, Coast. You what are you talking about? Like, we have Korean food and Chinese. Like, what are you talking about, dude? We just assume you eat everything off a Confederate flag. You think I'm a grunt? You think I'm a grunt? specifically. Just beans <laughs> off the flag. Like, do you, do you think I'm a gremlin now? Wait till your clock says seven but it's really 10 to my brain <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. fair too bright in your land <laughs> it's very bright there yeah yeah all righty one last one here from at marcus uc 26 where does this movie rank among the recent horror movie sequel remakes scream black christmas halloween the craft etc i think this is better than black christmas but that doesn't <laughs> My thoughts Most on of that those are, are hot, hot garbo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, so, agreed. I would say I would put all of those here and then scream like fairly high above. Yeah, those. yeah. I haven't got to see scream yet, so John disagrees. I had as good a time here as I do with scream. Wow, wow, Not a ringing endorsement for scream, John. If the internet, <laughs> get, John, if I don't the, need to rehash. John, if the internet gets a hold of that comment, you're going to get canceled. That's fine. You know, <laughs> I won't be around to know what's happening. Yeah, so. <laughs> Man, that really is a like, if that, ha- like, if truly, P- I don't know if people, like, John wouldn't be around for it to have, like, is it, I mean, is it presumably real? Presumably somebody at work would tell me if I like, guess it's real when someone, of I guess you were showing up on the internet. I guess it's real when someone gets you, like, fired. so this is what I need to talk to you about something, John. <laughs> I saw something on the internet today and I have a lot of feelings about it. I need to. <laughs> John, I've been told you now have a ponytail. We need to talk about that. The the thing, really quick on the screen versus this, the one like the reason I appreciate this is like it does not matter if you've seen the original film. If you, I know that's your thing. Yeah, for sure. Like Scream, you have to like read a fucking Wikipedia page before you watch the movie to like really get what's going on. I don't know. It just stop doing that, guys. Let's can we all just like come together and agree we can enjoy movies. I, I want less remakes. I want less sequels. Like, let's just have original movies. How about that? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Nightmare Alley for next week. <sighs> oh boy! <laughs> so we Alan, are gonna get John into and I are battling this year. <laughs> get ready for that runtime. You like this breezy one? Oh my god! Yeah. John and I both already seen it, so 
Do you have a week to carve out? <laughs> oh my god! Best Picture nominee. Let me tell you, getting desperate at the old Oscars. Oh, I cannot wait to hear it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so don't don't um, taint my answer, Johnny. Come on. It's there's there's a lot going on actually. It's there's a lot of fun. Well, fun might be strong, but Bradley Cooper's in it. A lot of stuff. He's, he's real handsome. There's many excellent looking people in the movie. I, yes. love, that. I love that. Yeah. All right. Are you down? To that's it for that's it for Twitter, Eric. What's on Instagram? I love it. I did get an IG out this week. Um, who's your favorite final girl? Sydney. I, th- I responded very specifically Heather Langenkamp <laughs> in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. I like when she comes back and she's still like the same age, but trying to act like she's in her mid twenties. I enjoy it. Hmm. Does Kirsty from Hellraiser count? Yeah. I think she might be my fave. Totally. Yeah, that's good. She's great. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Dark Horse. I always, I was always a Laurie Strode fan. Still pretty diehard. I will say though, Solid after choice. I finished that uh, Final Girl support group book a couple weeks before watching this, and then started putting the pieces together of some of the characters in that book and the movies and stuff. And so I was annoying Colleen throughout the whole movie. Oh, that's the one girl from the book, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, good answers, John. You got one? No. Is it Sydney, too? Yeah, it's Sydney. It's also Sydney. <laughs> From screen four, five, whatever the fuck the last one was. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> if you remove the Texas Chainsaw aspects of this movie, would it be a grade or two higher? That's not really. Massacre? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> like just, not not a leatherface. Just, just mask. It takes place in Seattle. How about yeah? How about <laughs> dude, dude? The Seattle sunflower sunflower massacre. <laughs> no. You ever seen uh, a sunflower in like August when it's dying? It's it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I'm a, like I love it. I gotta think this movie could only benefit from being associated with a uh, chainsaw. Yeah, I mean, the issues with this movie are not geographical. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think what he's saying, I mean, is like, if this was just a generic slasher, but it's too much of it is, I think, baked into the TCM, like, aesthetic and mythos and stuff. What are we going to rely on? There's nothing nothing left without it, is the issue. (laughs) Arcs, character arcs. Were Leatherface's chainsaw karate moves and chainsaw shot putting odd to you? I loved it because it was entertaining me. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, and like we already covered his Kool Aid running, which I was very into. <laughs> uh, do we? Did we want to hit the the final s- scene? How did you all feel about the like? John, are you psychic? The... Next question: Were you disappointed with the Leatherface Survivor <laughs> Lady battle? Well, I mean the like, you know, like they the had dance. the final battle, which I thought was. Fine. Oh, you mean the final scene? Scene? Yeah, yeah, obsessed. Yeah. I love it. It was oh, really it was gruesome. Amazing. I like the day that you know we get the little Leatherface. Swivel. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I ask though? I the so the car that they're the car they're riding in has this like auto drive feature, which to me that was one of the most unrealistic parts of this entire movie. Um, <laughs> Elon Musk you, would like a word. I think they just had that in there so that for that final scene they could do it the way that they did it, right? Like, yeah, I think so. So uh, that she can yeah. pop out the sunroof and be like, ah. Yeah. Are you on your like your third Tesla by now, John? 
No. They don't do that, though. You can't just, like, press go and, like, start driving. I wasn't yeah. expecting Can you the... please inform Tesla drivers that that's true? I wasn't. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, you can, put, my, that's a very you can put them in auto drive, but I don't think you can, like, from a dead stop, like, pressure I wasn't expecting it. Was, I, mean, yeah. I wasn't expecting it, so it got me. Like... I was expecting the two of them to survive after everything. And then it was, it was just, I don't know. Was, oh, yeah. It no, fun. it got me too for that exact reason. I was like, oh my God. It was good. Like, yeah. Really dark. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a post credit scene, which now I'm annoyed. I never I, have you a good answer. You didn't miss much. It was like three seconds. I never have a good answer for these, but whom from the podcast's face would you wear? <laughs> I Kayla, said, I put said, it on, put your face on my face. I said, you'd, you would all be <laughs> so lucky. You'd all be so lucky. You'd all be lucky face to wear any of our faces, off. was my answer. I think mine's got the most adaptability. It's going to fit anybody else, right? Mm, it's true. I don't, I don't know that Eric's face is going to fit me. Mine's like kind of, <laughs> nar- like, uh. mine's kind of narrow. I have like a narrow face, so it would be really like stretched out over Casey's. You could funny. like Phantom of the Opera it on one <laughs> <laughs> It just Holy shit! Good. Yes, please. Right here. I it's like good. that. I like that very much. Man, will there ever be an end saw to this chainsaw? Or an, an end saw? Jesus Christ! Will there ever be an end to this chainsaw massacre? Nah, that this one's gonna keep coming back. It's the yeah. title. So, if the if the movie's not so much as mainstream as Halloween, that title surely is. They yeah. are making a video game associated with this movie, this 2022 movie, and apparently there's already slated to be a sequel. So. I wonder if it's similar to the Friday the 13th like multiplayer game that they made. I bet I that game. They reskin the Atari one. That's what I'm hoping for. I bet the games <laughs> where they wrap the up Atari. all the plot lines. Yeah, that's got to be it, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the one we find out about Mabel and uh, Lila's g- grandma. They saved it all for the cutscenes. <laughs> let's see. Eric. Um, uh, <laughs> he's thinking he about the face he wants to wear. Give him he a saw minute. some other content that you want to check out? Or? Uh, I don't even know what this means. What's your favorite Mumblegore movie? What is Mumblegore? Oh, I can answer this because it was just on this week's Plug It Up. Um, so Mumble Core with a C is that sort of like pithy dialogue, heavy, like 2010 to 2013 era movie. And Mumble, what Mumble Core is. Well, yeah. Mumble Gore with a specific. G is the horror version of it. So movies yeah. like The Invitation and Your Next. We covered Your Next on um, Plug It Up this week. So you would call, I, I didn't. I, I would not have classified either of those as Mumble Gore, but I mean, yes, yeah. they're on the. And then uh, Ty West's movie. What, what's that called again? The uh, House of the Devil. Yeah, yeah. Those are like the ones. That, and that then uh, Creep. Those get cited a lot. Those four creep, creep. Yeah, I mean, well, he was part of like the whole mumble core thing, right? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. and so Brothers. Joe Swanberg. So mm, Joe Swanberg and you're next. Mm-hmm. And the point mm. is, it just like, I would have called that like lo-fi horror. Like that's a know. part of Mumblegore, though, is that it's lo-fi and dialogue heavy. Yeah. Mm. Like, is there that much dialogue in those? I guess you're right. They like they like talk. Like there's scenes of dialogue. All right, two more questions Who tonight. I'm going to ask John this question because I know he has no idea well, about mm. this. Good. John, are you going to see the Foo Fighters horror movie? It looks kind of fun. Uh, I did know that something like this was happening. Um, Does anybody know like, anything about it? I mean, it's I a don't. horror comedy. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Studio 666, I think it's called. Rachel, yeah, yeah, you yeah. say yep. it with disdain. 
You were like, oh, um, no. is it like it's getting a full theatrical? Like, who's making it? I hope the runtime isn't ever long. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> I hate my personality. <laughs> I actually give you that one. That, that I tip my hat on that. Yeah, I applaud it as a dad. <laughs> Last question this evening. Do you like it when they endlessly remake, reboot, continue classic franchises, even Halloween? John? <laughs> I mean, I, uh, yeah, no. I in general, I'm I'm not here for it. But like, if the I enjoy good, it. Like, it's fine. Listen, I enjoy that it keeps happening. I enjoy them at, at, in the very least as a thing to distract me from the hellscape of modern society. So, like, yeah. if I can for an hour and a half go and be like, oh, I remember Scream. I had when I was like a teenager, and that was cool. Like, even if it's bad, whatever. Dude. We'll come yeah. here and we'll talk trash about it because it's fun. But at the end of the day, I enjoy having something to look forward to, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't oh. like it. <laughs> Are you okay, Rachel, after that? I'm sorry. Is that too much? I mean, it, again, Truth? it hurts because it's okay? true. <laughs> but you're right. Like, it is nice to be angry about something that has no stakes. But it doesn't like, matter. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. 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 It's just fun to rant. The uh, cast for this Studio 666 is banging. Is that the Foo Fighters thing? Yeah. yeah, got it. That sounds. Like um, it's got good. Jenna Ortega, who's like we were just talking about. She's in like every horror movie now. Which one is so. she? She was Scream in Scream, guy. and yeah. she's in uh, X. Who is she in Scream? The the one that gets screamed uh, in the that, beginning. That, that, that. Oh, okay. Oh, oh she, the young, the younger sister who the second time she shows up, you're like, wait, are you 13 years old? Yes, that's her. Gotcha. And it even has Jeff Garland most recently fired from Goldberg's. Yeah. Oh, yes, you're right, dude. Uh, you're totally right. Well, you guys know so many people. We got yeah, two. All right. Friends, we got two episodes in a row in. So I think it's safe to say back on the horse. Feeling good? I've yep. already seen the next movie. So let's. Checking just do out it. some 2022 horror movies, even, which feels real good. So yeah. Um, next week, we're going to do Nightmare Alley. Is that right? That, is that directed yeah. by Del Toro? Mm-hmm. Directed by Del Toro. I watched it on Hulu, but apparently it's streaming a couple places. Also yeah, had, it's on HBO. And yeah. who's in it besides Bradley Cooper? Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, um, uh, Willem one Dafoe. Of the Maras, one of the Mara sisters. Mara? And is this a digital? Can we watch this digitally? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yes. Although and I do, you're going to need to break this up, bro. Yeah, two, gonna, two sittings um, for sure. Oh no, for how sure. long is it? It's Two and a half hours. Yeah. Okay, I can do it. I can do it. You can. You'll get there. There's a lot going on. Watch it with Elizabeth. You guys will have fun. I can do it. I can do it. I got this. Don't be laying down. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Sometimes I'll literally force myself to watch stuff at my work desk so that I have to be sitting up like my homework desk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a sleepy baby. What do you guys want from me? All right. That's it. I hope you enjoyed this Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not the one, but this one. Next week, we're back with Nightmare Alley. Rachel, thank you for joining us. So nice to have you this week. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been so great to be back. I've missed all your faces. Very much. We're very glad to have you back. And that's going to do it for BGH. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.